Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you, wherever you are in this world. You're listening to Cleft Signs. This is Captain Keith, and today's new episode is an interview I did uh, with guest artist Rabbi Miller, whose alter ego is Christian Singles. I had the opportunity to talk with Rob, uh, along with my good friend and co-host for this episode, Jay, from the Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast Series. We got a chance to hang out with Rob. I had a nice, really cool, uh, candid, down-to-earth interview. Uh, you know, we talked for a little while, so this is the first part of that interview with Rob I. Miller from Christian Singles. So check it out. Still him, but it's a little okay. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you doing all right, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. So, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Clef Signs. I'm Captain Keith with Jay. What's up? And Rabbi Miller. When you say it like that, Rabbi Miller, it's like it's like a real cool drink or a steak. <laughs> if I say your name all at once, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> Rabbi Miller. Yeah, I definitely was trying to make it sound uh, more distinguished than just <laughs> Rob Miller. Yeah, Rob Miller doesn't sound that doesn't sound exciting. I, Rob, I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to a Rob Miller, but a Rob I Miller. Exactly, and we said Rabbi Miller. <laughs> I have a Rabbi Miller right now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Medium rare, well done. What? Yeah. <laughs> Give me that drink, man. Oh, that's yeah. a strong drink. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rabbi Miller is, uh, you know, he is one of the founding members of Blues Lawyer. But you know, during his downtime, uh, whenever he has that, he is his alter ego is Christian Singles, not Christian Mingles, but Christian Singles, and we'll get into that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely, uh, I definitely screwed up a lot of people's uh, Google search result algorithms. Yes. From that. <laughs> That's I've heard a lot. I've heard, I've heard some people getting some strange sponsored content since. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So, the Christian Singles album, uh, your, you know, the first full length. So you had, uh, you did some EPs before, and uh, and, Board and Blue is. I love that song. It's a great song. It's like this dark folk indie type of song. (laughs) It's a, it's um, it's kind of depressing and joyful (laughs) to me at the same time. (laughs) I mean, I really, I I, I enjoy all of it. So yeah, I call it a dark folkish indie rock tune. I love the drums, how hidden they are. Yeah, I got to be like with the snares. This is really interesting what you do with that. Um, and it seems to be like about a guy waiting uh, for his fix, but he's stuck in his room uh, and he's just realizing it's like his isolation, his loneliness. Um, yeah, and the, and, the, and the organ, the drums, they just stand out in that song. But I really enjoyed that. Is that like the first Christian single song you recorded or released? Or is that the, the second installment? The uh, thing too, so. Yeah, that was that was the second thing I did. Okay. Um, um, the first thing I did uh, was I want to 
that first EP, which I think is like 2016. I think that sounds right. Um, I believe so. I think it is. It's untitled, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think 2016. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that I'm always trying to get better at recording myself. Um, at, you know, producing my own recordings and like I started listening to a lot of music that was produced largely by you know like one individual and you know I started to really appreciate how because there you know so many of us are like you know we have like that one thing that we do and 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 maybe we can do some other things but we don't necessarily feel as confident about those other things so that you know that's sort of what Christian singles has been for me largely it was like this is sort of a place where I sort of experiment with like honing my 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 home recording chops but also trying to find I was trying to find sort of like my own sonic identity like what does it sound like when I am just doing it all on my own left to my own devices what does it my music sound like and the first EP was like I wanted to do some I, I don't know I just was like writing songs and just trying them out and not really thinking about what where what they were going to be and then I I didn't think that they were worthy of putting out for whatever reason just going through that whole internal debate and um you know there was a there was an accident that happened uh here in Oakland um I'm sure, I'm sure you you both probably heard about it at one point, but it's the ghost ship fire, um, yeah, man. Oh, uh, which oh. some some friends of mine had passed away in, and people Sorry, were trying that. to. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, there were people who passed away that you know I call. They're friends. They're people who are in our community, in our music community. They weren't people that I had super personal relationships with, but they were people that um, you know we had been in a lot of spaces together and participating in this art and music scene and so you know when someone like that dies young it's it's uh yeah it's pretty devastating but but uh, a lot of people were putting together fundraisers and stuff you know for the families and for for everybody who who survived and was displaced and you know we were just all trying to come up with ways to raise money the best way we could and um you know, I was like, well, I got all these recordings. I'll just, I'll just like put them out and make it like a pay what you want thing. And just whatever money I get, I'll just donate to the relief funds and stuff. Um, and then that just sort of like, I think for whatever reason that, that made me feel a little bit more comfortable about putting that stuff out. Cause I was like, you know, it's like for a cause and I don't know it just it's not like a big release that I'm like hyping up super hard or I'm just like this is a thing I did and and if you like it um you want to throw some bucks at it like I'll I'll donate it or whatever and then I think after just having that one experience I was like I think I could do a little bit more of this um and I recorded those those songs like they're all on the the board and blue songs and uh and then I was like I don't know about this stuff. Maybe this is too, this is like too emotional and like maybe it's like too negative. I don't know if anybody's gonna wanna hear this. So I didn't do anything with it for a while. Um, and I sort of just like, 
yeah, I just shelved that stuff. And then I had a conversation with my friend Andy, who I've worked with a lot. Like he will mix my stuff sometimes, or I've even tracked stuff, made a lot of blues lawyer stuff with him. Uh, he's an audio engineer and a musician himself. And uh, he was just like, you should just put them out. You know, you should just put them out. Don't worry about it. Just, just put them out, you know, cause they're, 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 they're good. And, um, I don't know. I think I just needed that little bit of push and, and then I put those out. And similarly, I think I, I just, it was like, I, I raised money for something. I don't even remember whatever terrifying thing was going on in the world at the time. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah. And so like, just like doing that next release and just sort of feeling like the catharsis that comes from just like putting something out and moving on was like motivating and inspiring to, to kind of continue doing it. And so I was finding myself like feeling more confident with like what I was able to produce on my own with like the, the resources that I have for recording. And, um, and yeah, and I just so, so basically the only real consistency between all the Christian singles releases is that it's like, you know, just, it's all me you know it's me playing all the instruments for the most part and recording all the songs um and then you know the help usually comes from uh, my friend andy who mixes it and then i've had a couple different people master the stuff but but yeah that's what that project's all about and that's how i sort of arrived at making it yeah because i know a lot of them are like kind of short and sweet but um, the range is just incredible. Like they, they're kind of like all over the place, but in, in a good way. And it was just very interesting too, that they felt very free. And then also what you're saying about just kind of like relating to, you know, like a one person that kind of does it all and stuff kind of thing. And it's funny because like, um, and also when I bring up other bands and stuff, not saying that it sounds exactly like anything, but like that, but you know, sometimes you get vibes and it's kind of like, man, I, you know, it reminds me of this in a, in a good way. It's kind of like, I just kind of miss this sound because the way music is done is so disposable and they go into the next thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you find, I find myself yearning for songs that are not here and they're so far back or they might not have been the biggest hit or whatever. So I'm going through old CDs and trying to figure out what's that song? I got to get that melody. I got to feed that, that I need that sound, you mm -hmm. know? And it's just like, what album was it on? Because it might not have been the most popular person or it might not have been a single. Like that was on, <laughs> track track 15 and it was on it was a uh, you know the i guess it was their maybe their second album was on so sometimes it's, it's kind of like that but i think sometimes you just kind of need that and when i was listening to to um the christian single stuff like uh i guess with um i guess born in blue what it kind of it kind of gave me that feel like of a uh, like marcy's playground like second candy you know, so it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but just, just yeah. like, you know, and then yeah. also like, you know, I see that vibe. It's like also like Dave Grohl with Foo Fighters, you know, it's just, it, and those are albums of people finding their way. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they are people that was known for something else and then wanted to try something and, and, and just did it and didn't know what it was going to mean to people or, but they knew they had to express it. You know, yeah. like I, those situations, audience came after. That was somebody, I gotta get it out. If nobody ever hears it, good. If they everybody hears it, better. But but it wasn't with anything. It was just 
time to explore and breathe and a lot of times like i said especially when you've done it enough times or a certain age and stuff like that usually you tighten up and do less but like i said i think it's just incredible that you always find a way to stretch out and to kind of like i said breathe with, with sounds and things like that trying to Thanks. find a way because it's really refreshing to hear you know because people try that on purpose and it don't work out it's almost kind of got to be genuine for it to work yeah you can't do strip down and be fake strip down mean you got to have more in it but it's just not in the obvious way mm. you know it's just like heart and souls in it that makes it strong and that's why you need less so if you're doing that without having that backing you up it's gonna sound like a mess so i love how you can be stripped down and feel like you know so much is going on so that's just a salute to you know you going with your gut and your feelings and, and really trying to make it away and it says a lot too that you were uncomfortable at first about letting it go and that should have been a sign that was going to be good anyway because sometimes it's scarier because it's just kind of like you don't know and even with me i hold stuff sometimes just because i'm not ready to to hear a response to it i yeah. like it but but if you're not ready for the world to respond back to you that's that's the concern not with you and it you and it could be fine you and your creation could be fine but do you want you want the you know the reverb from the from the outside do you want the the comments do you want the it can even be good comments you might not even be ready for that so so sometimes when things are really close to you you're less likely to want to hear people's opinion about it or, or or so so you might hold it for that reason not that you think it's bad but you're just not ready to hear what might come from it good or bad that's a good point yeah so I, li I, I like how brave they are i love how brave these songs are thanks jay i appreciate that yeah i i totally uh yeah what you just described i very much relate to that i hadn't really thought about it that way but i think that that is a, a big yeah it's like it's hard to describe the feeling of like knowing that you're ready to put something out. You just kind of know when you're ready, you know? And I think it's just, yeah, I think like you just said, it's, it's being, knowing that you're ready to hear a response to it, whatever that response may be. Right. Good, bad or indifferent, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a part of it. And then also the part of, um, I found myself too with certain things that you want to take the money aspect out of it too because sometimes that, that makes it easier to, to to be fine with it too because you kind of don't want to make you make you don't want to feel as if you're taken for granted or you're not given the best or given expectations you know so it's like if i'm charging i kind of want to give them what they expect so if this is something they may not expect sometimes it's easier to just give it freely you know yeah and then once you get the response off of that and you feel good with the response or feel like it matches up to what you're, you're putting out, the next thing you'll feel more confident and be like, okay, I can charge for this because for, you know, first one's free. Cause this, this is, <laughs> this is a taste test for both of us. Taste test for you and taste test for me. And right. we both liked it, then we can move on. And this is how much for it is for this meal. But <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, totally. You put out a, a full length Christian singles album for the first time, maybe another time. And so the cover of that record, is that you as a kid <laughs> with the fire and everything? Who is that? <laughs> that That is um, uh, Charlie's son. You know Charlie? Yeah. My old bandmate, my old bandmate from my first band, Mr. Loveless. Um, uh, yeah, he was like the first guy I, I really made music with. Um, and he's always been a really brilliant photographer and 
you know, I had done um, the last couple things I had done, like the artwork design was like, uh, it was like very playful and sort of understated, you know, like, um, like a lot of the blues lawyer artwork. And I was like, I haven't done anything with photography really. Um, and at least not in a very long time. Uh, and so I was like thinking about Charlie and I was like thinking about the album and, um, I had originally sort of like as a placeholder been using this photo of myself, my father and my grandfather, like when I was a little kid and it was just this placeholder photo. Um, uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling it as the actual cover. I felt like it could be something, it could be tied in somewhere else, but I didn't think it was appropriate for the cover. I wanted something a little bit more, I don't know, maybe something a little bit more abstract. Um, and I was looking at Charlie's photos and originally I was looking at all these photos that he had taken that were like multiple exposures where they're very, very abstract. And I just liked the sort of the texture and the look of them. And it sort of felt like it would work as like being representative of sort of like just the all the the chaos of the thoughts that were sort of swimming around in my head but uh but then i saw that photo that he took of his son and in front of the barbecue and the fire was just coming up around him <laughs> and it almost looks like he photoshopped it or something or he used some type of um, effect, yeah. but uh, it's not. It, it, that's the way the photo came out, really? and I just saw. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, "That's such a moody photo," and it, it says so much to me. You know, like I think a lot of the times I think about the Christian single stuff, it's sort of like there's sort of a duality to it that I can't really quite explain. I was trying to think about it the other day because I was talking to another friend of mine about it, but you know, it's sort of like this thing where it's not so much, it's not just, oh, I have these feelings and these are bad feelings. It's like, I feel bad for feeling bad because <laughs> it's almost like, you know, I've been afforded a, nearly every privilege you could have in this world, you know, like, I have been placed in a position where, you know, like I have a lot of advantages in life, you know, like I recognize that, you know, and, but I, but, but I, I am still sort of like, you know, it's like that Neil Young lyric. It's like, just because my problems are meaningless, that'll make them go away, you know? Right. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like thinking about that and, and that photo just totally connected with that for me, you know, um, it just connected with that feeling. And I was like, that's the photo that's gotta be it. And so, um, that's ultimately asked him if it would be cool with him using it. And he was like, yeah, for sure. So that's how it happened. That's very cool. So it's the project. Too. Yeah, it is. So hopefully you'll press up some more vinyl again. Cause when that album came out, you sold out of your vinyl for it, which is real cool for maybe another time. So yeah, hopefully you'll get a pressing because I, I, I don't know what the back of it looks like. 
never oh, seen the back yeah. cover of it. <laughs> I I mean, I, yeah, no, I don't even know. Back cover of it, huh? <laughs> I think I might have one copy of it myself. I don't even know if I have. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that was also it's sort of like what Jay was talking about too. It's like, you know, I think there's this part of me with Christian singles, especially like you sort of like naturally want to make the stakes a little bit lower. You know, it's like when you put something super personal out there, you don't ever want to feel like it it bombed in any capacity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah it's and and so you know when the label was like doing these like real short run releases i was like that's a perfect vehicle for this because mm-hmm. you know can probably move whatever it was 100 150 copies or whatever like i could probably do that <laughs> you know i'm yeah, not gonna like <laughs> yeah. but i was like you know it's not it's different than when you do you know a thousand or something you know it's I like know. it's hard right. to get people to buy a thousand of anything you know it's right. crazy um, but I was mad because I was about to buy it twice, and I like, you're like, oh, dude, they're all gone. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, cool, though. that's a good feeling, though. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's. That. I think you know. I think there will come a time where, uh, and I talked to you. I think about this before, where I want to do, like, at when the time's right, I want to do sort of a more like expansive release that has like you know maybe all the Christian single stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, like all on like a two record set or it probably could fit on one, might even be able to fit on one record. I don't know. But um, something like that. I think would be cool. Yeah, that'd be real cool. I definitely got that this was a very personal record, uh, dark, moody, reflective, uh, pensive. It's it's, it's, it's all those things. Uh, There is uh, like a, a cool folk aspect to it. But once again, when I'm listening to this record, uh, your drums really stand out to me on it. I mean, but everything does. Uh, but when I'm listening to it, I, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, like I said, the, the whole post-punk thing. I'm thinking of, um, of uh, actually shoegazery too. When I, when I listen to some of the songs, uh, the, the style of the music, uh, atmospheric, uh, psychedelic, um, and. Uh, yeah, it just, those are some of the ways that I was describing the album uh, when I was listening to it again yesterday, you know, just listening to it even more closely. It was just really interesting and seeing how, once again, you you were making a sound that I, you know, that I just couldn't put my finger on and I, and I love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I really do like that. Yeah, this seems to be definitely an album about family and love. So, um, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what it is. It's like family and forgiveness and just, yeah, yeah, all that, all that stuff, the complicated stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, so so post-punk, I said shoegazer um, and lo-fi. And just all that just seemed to kind of be kind of mixed together and, and, and with, with a, a dark folkish vibe tint mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. All that just seemed to kind of like mush, mush together to, for like a, a really cool uh, rock and roll gumbo, basically. Cool. <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, and so like the, even the first song, Barry, that just seems to be really personal um, song about family and things 
they were they were buried, they get discovered, and then the question of do they stay buried? Do you bring them to light? Do you bury them back again? What do you do? Is that what the kind of vibe of it was? I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The inspiration for the album really started with that song. Um, and it was basically like, you know, my dad had received like a pretty bad prognosis. You know, it's like his cancer came back. It wasn't looking really good. Um, you know, my dad and I have had a really strange relationship over most of my life. And, you know, there's a lot of unfinished business between my dad and I about my, this older half-brother I have, um, whom my dad had in another marriage and didn't tell me about, you know, till basically till I found out um, through just being a, a curious kid snooping around the house. And, you know, I found some like photos of my parents' wedding and I'm like, who's this kid here with my dad, you know? Um, and then just asking a lot of questions and eventually I got that talk and was told. And, and it just totally, you know, just like sort of, um, it created a certain level of distrust between me and my dad. I don't think we were ever like super transparent with one another after that um and so communication was always kind of strained and um when i my dad found out that he had uh gotten that prognosis he you know he communicated that to to my brothers and i and you know i suddenly felt like now there's sort of an expiration date on like when i can the opportunity for me to like make shit right with my dad and then the pandemic happened you know covid hit and it was like well it's not actually safe for me to spend any time with my dad because because yeah, put him in jeopardy it's <laughs> right you know because his cancer's back and I was like this is like a whole nother layer to this whole thing and so it's like is it even worth it to bring all this shit up like am I just sort of like beating a dead horse am i am i you know you i don't know like, am I, yeah like exactly am i being petty am i running the risk of just like souring what relationship i do have there with my dad i mean should i shouldn't i just be like you know he's a dad he ain't perfect like whatever he did the best he could and just get over it but i just was having this i was struggling with with uh that you know and and then so basically like wrote that song sort of think with that in mind and then that was sort of like uh that sort of like sparked something and then i just started doing more of that and i started like uh exploring that further and it just sort of became this whole this whole conceptual thing that i you know i was being really obsessive about for the couple months that i was working on it and like i just needed to do it all the time probably just to satisfy whatever you know uh yeah, it's just like my way of sort of like working through it or something like that, I guess. Very cathartic. It was a good experience, you know. I don't listen to it at all. Um, but I'm really, I'm, I'm glad that I, I made it. That song or the whole album? The whole album. But, but which, but, which, but starting with that song, because I think that it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't write that song first. That was sort of like the song that, I don't know. That's cool. Uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that song definitely heavy, and you could tell that um, 
that it was a statement and it was um it almost fit with, with the whole i guess with the whole thing you do with the um the christian um the christian singles part you know the whole concept of it with the different kind of you know trying out different things but to me that that song first it really fit that photo because the photo was like kind of like what am i looking at what is this but you know something's going on with it and the song very mm. very it's funny because you could tell something else underneath it and it goes in layers so it's like you know strumming you know then the drums kick in then you got it takes a little break then, then the tambourine comes in so it's it's, un, it's unburying more and more sound so where it starts is not where it ends but you kind of get the whole what everything that was underneath it by the time you get to the end of the song everything that was you didn't hear at first is all together so it's almost like putting pieces together so i thought that was like this is heavy this is heavy and it was slick because it's unassuming as well. So you listen to it just like, oh, it's changing, coach. Okay, add this new thing and tamarind. Tamarind, okay. Usually people, it's been a minute since I heard tamarind in the song and then a little <laughs> break. Okay, you can breathe for a second it comes back in and it's just like giving it everything with that distorted like guitar. It's just like, just feeding the fire, like stoking it all. It was, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that, man. Powerful, really powerful, so. But uh, it's a good statement. It was very strong, very strong statement for the whole album. And like I said, it was very appropriate with that that picture in a way too. Cool. For the album cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah, when you look at that cover, you're like, okay, yeah, this is going to be personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but buckle up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's... But that's good though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's good. So it's, um, I think my favorite song probably. I, mean, I, I love the whole album, but Junk Drawer. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's very moody and atmospheric. Um, so is this song about like a, a former girlfriend who's basically reduced to a, a junk drawer that you used to share? I mean, is it like a relationship that's just over and that's what you remember left? And that's that's all that, I mean, is that what it boiled down to or? No, I, I, you know, I don't think it's really about any one particular relationship that I've had or anything like that. Okay. I think it's more about, you know, just these things that like, I sort of hold on to that, like, I can't get rid of them, but I can't necessarily confront them either. So, which I feel like, you know, is like, and that's where I sort of got the metaphor of the junk drawer for because it's like having this drawer where it's like full of this stuff that you you don't want to deal with but you don't want like you don't want to just toss it either there's you know you, there's like something something about it that that possesses you to hold on to it and it's hard to articulate what that is but that's that's sort of what I wanted to do with it it was just like um, you know, I just, I think I had that first line, like my memory of you is in the junk drawer of my mind. And I was thinking about it as like, you know, it's this thing that I don't want to let go of because I still value it to a certain extent, but it's also sort of painful. So I don't want to really deal with it, you know? So that was, that's just sort of where that was coming from. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for telling me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's real cool definitely has a certain vibe to it so um easy so that that song is that 
so here's what I, here's what I'm getting from it. Uh, you know, when I'm with you, all my problems basically go away. Your smile frees me you know, effortlessly. Um, the change you bring is cool and it's easy. It almost scares me because, you know, I'm not used to things being so easy. I mean, um, I question if it's too good to be true or is it actually just a real thing in my life? I've been looking for it in my life. And that's that's the notes I have for that song. Can you tell that's, me? Yeah, that's, no, that's right on. That's what that's about for sure. Okay. I mean, that that's basically, yeah, that's my, that's my, my hand of love song. Yeah, yeah, any questions? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was no, just I, like I, that, oh. that you I think you 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 know, you definitely picked up on what I was trying to put down there. Oh, cool. So, man. You go you you dig to a, a deeper level on keep your head down. So <laughs> Yeah. So, and another you know, another one of my favorite songs on the album. I like that song a lot. Um the bass group is, is really nice and it's very kind of the, the song has like a shoegazer feel to it to me very you know just atmospheric and psychedelic i mean I, I like it when you talk about sneaking off with a friend and not really being noticed you know smoking a cigarette but you know but it seems like you're also like kind of stuck down your feelings about you know whatever you're feeling at the time and you know and then you're not really asking people you're hanging out with you know how they feel you guys are just all in the moment just just I guess trying to escape and, and, and suppress it feels like um, you know, that's the vibe I got lyrically yeah so I mean am I on to something with that and then so then at the end of the song we hear you know your brother uh, do that voicemail message which is which is great to hear it's just just really powerful uh, please explain to me I mean so if, if you can't elaborate on I'll keep your head down. I mean, that's that's what I got from it. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, uh, I had this experience when I was a teenager. It was like one of my first times, like sneaking out the house, and I like met up with some other kids, like some kid who had a driver's license, and or I mean, I don't know if they had a driver's license, but they had a car, <laughs> uh, and and you know, we were just like driving around, sort of doing what kids do. Um, at that age, you know, trying to find someone to buy us beer, you know, smoking cigarettes and, um, you know, I, I think we we're, you know, probably smoking weed and stuff too. But at any rate, I remember, you know, it was like we were driving around in the car and um, at one point someone in the car said like, oh, like, oh shit, that's so-and-so like, you know, keep your head down. And when I went into that position, I had this like really weird total flashback of something that I had never thought about before. Um, at least not with any sort of depth. And that was like being a kid before I knew about the existence of my older brother, being the kid with my dad in Chicago and him driving around Chicago looking for my brother, but not telling me that's what he was doing. Hmm. And at one point telling me, uh, you know, like, oh, keep your head down for a minute. And, um, you know, I remember thinking about that and like, you know, all of a sudden I was like starting to draw all these connections because when that experience happened, I didn't know that my brother existed. And then, you know, it was like this whole, yeah, these two worlds sort of like coming together. 
and I had like a weird ass dream about it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so it was something that always sort of stuck with me, like the connection between those two experiences. And so I just wanted to try to like put that into a song the best I could. And I felt like having that voicemail from him just sort of, um, yeah, it just brought those, all those things together, those, those themes. It's a great song, and uh, actually, it's a great bond between you and your brother. Uh, you by you adding into the song that way, it, it always you're always going to be connected for multiple reasons, but definitely through that song. Yeah, 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 for sure. I appreciate that. So, um, and you said that your brother, you, you played that song for him too, right? He heard it. I don't know if he's actually heard the song, but oh, I know that he. Recording. But I think he knows that he knows that his voice is on the record because my dad said that uh he had told him and that he didn't believe that that was even possible <laughs> that i could take a voice memo and somehow put it on a record but um so, but he was happy about it he thought it was cool or i think so i don't know it's it you know he's sort of a he you know the way in which we communicate is is very limited um uh and, you know, he still struggles with a lot of mental health issues. And so um, it's hard to know how he feels about that. But I think that he I think that he liked it. I think that he appreciated. I think he understood the sentiment and appreciated that I had that I had done something like that. I, I, I get a feeling that when he eventually hears the, the, the record, he's going to love it. The whole thing. Uh, yeah. So I look forward to you telling me what happens when he does. And sometimes with that kind of stuff too, sometimes um, I don't know. It's like it, it's a, uh, but it's, it's it's interesting with that kind of stuff because sometimes just the the just saying that you did it, I think went a long way because that's just saying if he knows like you know what music and everything means to you, and then for you to want to have him be a part of it, you know, regardless if he, he likes the song or not, or if he hears it or not, that says a lot. You know, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people might not be into what you're into, but if it, if you're making them a part of it, that that says a lot. You know, it that's, means that's a, it does. That it really is. It's like a, um, it's like reaching out. You know? Yeah, it is. Mm. It's like reaching out. So it is definitely. It's beautiful. I think yeah, I think it was very sense. very beautiful. And once again, it goes to show when you put something in something, even though somebody don't know exactly what you mean or it might seem abstract those feelings are, are in there when you release it, you know, mm -hmm. you put it in mm -hmm. there. So, you know, like you have Prince talking about starfish and coffee, like, what does that mean? But you, <laughs> you feel it because you know something's behind it. He's not just saying those words for no reason. For sure. Even yeah. if you don't understand the context of it, you know that it, you know, that there's more to it and you, and you feel it even if you don't understand it totally. And that's one of those songs where it's just kind of like, wow. But hearing that story, that's, that's, um, powerful to go along with those words but I, I didn't know exactly what had happened but you definitely felt that it was um you know more to it oh yeah once again you've been listening to cleft science this is captain keith and you've been listening to our interview with rabbi miller from christian singles so this is the first uh, segment first half so stay tuned for part two the conclusion of our Christian Singles interview with Rabbi Miller.